ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 68 coming your way 2024 super droll revisited we're going to talk about super droll again give you some updated information on this very very potent oral steroid so super droll look it's been around since the mid 50s uh research by syntex corporation it's a compound with anti-tumor properties interesting enough um a journal published in 1959 it was noted as being a potent, orally active anabolic agent exhibiting only weak androgenic activity. That's funny because that's not what it actually is all about. And um, and at the end of the day, the on paper, it's 400%. So it's four times more anabolic and only a fifth as androgenic as straight testosterone. Now, as we know, those of you who used it, that is definitely not the case. So this stuff, and it doesn't translate to that to real life. Um, it, so it's never been available as a prescription drug commercially, but it was commercialized by Centex Corporation. Um, and, you know, that's basically, but that's basically how it ended up, you know, coming, coming to market. So um, at the end of the day, it's a, really strong it's got a 17 alpha athlete group it allows it to pass safely through the liver similar to masteron which is very close to it structurally it is a dry compound it's not going to aromatize into estrogen um and at the end of the day we've seen superdrol be used uh, uh in designer steroids i i can remember Back in the day, this was around, I would say, Mobster, maybe 2010 is when you could just go online. I'm going to bring you in to explain this, but you could go online in, in America and buy actually designer steroids, which were kind of rip, ripped off super drill ripoffs yeah. Yeah. that were sold as designs. You could literally go online with a credit card and so buy this stuff. You could buy, you could buy a some of the pro hormones slash designer steroids in, in GNC. And indeed, there's arguments um, regards to, um, I'm trying to think of the anabolic lawyer, Rick Collins, talking about how uh, certain of these products are still available in mom and pop type uh, supplement stores when they shouldn't be for obvious reasons. Let me touch upon this, Steve. I'll bring you back in in a second, right? So the whole designer steroids slash pro-hormone thing, I'm going to sort of real simple, I'm not going to go deep on this. We haven't got time to go deep. So here's the truth, and I've mentioned this on other shows. There is probably 100, I think, there'll even be 120, Steve, steroids, anabolic steroids, that of the kind that might offer some kind of performance enhancement. And the reality, as we've covered on other shows, is that certain steroids had, they were too toxic or they were too weak, and something else did the job better. So in reality, the 120, 100 steroids got knocked all the way down to probably around 20 that you and I have discussed in various shows. 
what happened was, and, and I'm thinking specifically of uh, a certain top-level professional bodybuilder, was starting to bring out uh, supplements that were very, very close to the kind of product that's going to get banned. And this became quite the market. So pro-hormones slash designer steroids were in reality steroids. They were either mild steroids or toxic steroids. And even some of the toxic ones didn't really have that great of an anabolic effect, which is what we were taken for, versus having issues with side effects. And, and what had also happened, of course, around that same time in the war on drugs and whatever else, is the classification for legal purposes of steroids was moved. And it would change from, you know, the government over here and, and in America really didn't give a fuck. And then because of the war on drugs, and they were fighting way more uh, potent um, toxic drugs that were causing a much greater impact on society than anabolic steroids ever have. And I'm thinking all the opiates, of course, is Steve, coke, heroin, and God knows what else, and then methamphetamine and all the rest of that shit. You could kind of close that shit down in terms of your how you're perceived by the media, how you're perceived by the voters. If you said we're going to ban steroids and we're going to we're going to fuck shit up, and we've arrested all these people and all these people have gone to jail because they were caught with fucking D-ball. So around the same time, a pro-hormone slash um, designer steroid thing came out and the designer steroid thing was a bit of a misnomer, really. In fact, it was mostly, like I said, these steroids that were listed. I've got a book here with 20-something steroids that you wouldn't recognise by the name. You'd have to, and you compare them to anabolic steroids or the ones we do know. And in a couple of cases, uh, chemist, clever chemist, made some small, small tweaks so that they could say it was unique. But in reality, they were mild steroids. Superdrol was, for all intents and purposes, described for the longest period of time as a pro-hormone. It was not. It was a steroid. It wasn't even a designer steroid, as Steve pointed out, because it hadn't had any adaptions. It was from 1956. So it's getting on for 60-something, 70 years old as we do this show, Steve. So it's by no means a designer steroid. In reality, the problem was, and I'm, we're quite happy with the fact that it is a steroid and it does what it says on the tin, purpose of this show, of course. In reality, the issue with Superdrol was almost that people were able to go to those mum-and-pop type places and, as I say, for a brief period of time, well-known high street, your shopping mall type uh, health food shops that sold these products over the counter and because they were quote unquote legal it meant teenagers who didn't have the common sense to research and sit down and work out what they should be doing and of course in reality shouldn't be using steroids at all school age teenagers high school uh, athletes etc shouldn't have been using this product but they were legally available to buy and even when the restrictions and the better shops started to restrict the age you were still talking about people that were able to walk in, buy a steroid, because that's what we're talking about, over the counter in such a way that because it was over the counter, it was seen to be safe when they were not, it was seen to be something you didn't use an AI with when you did, and so on and so forth. And you're always going to have crazy motherfuckers that are going to tilt that pill bottle back into the back of their throat rather than do effective dosages, realise that they're dealing with a steroid and so on and so forth. So, of course, the government hated this, the media went crazy, and so on and so forth. Here's the truth. Superdrol actually has a proper place to play when it comes to being a performance-enhancing uh, drug. It does what it says on the tin. It is, as Steve says, 
a dry kind of steroid, is it effective? Does it work? Yes and yes. Is it a designer steroid? No. Is it a pro hormone? Definitely not. It is a steroid. Even when you could go to those mum and pop stores and buy it, it was still a steroid. It was just a grey market slash loophole type product that people were able to buy. And the issue, as I said, wasn't that it didn't do what it did. It was that you could buy it and didn't think, and this has happened a lot, Steve, of the consequences of using this story because I could go and buy it like that. It's the same as when we talk about buying ED drugs in gas stations. In this country, Steve, I'm supposed to go and get a prescription. I shouldn't be able to just go down a, what we call a, a garage, a gas station, a petrol station, and buy drugs over the counter. And this is what was happening. If I go to the supermarket now, Steve, I can't buy more than two uh, boxes of paracetamol or ibuprofen or aspirin without the person coming over and having to authorise a sale because I might hurt myself. This fact that there's a shop across the road where I can go and buy a double the dose from there as well and get four boxes in five minutes is neither in or there. So they're actually restricting over-the-counter non-prescription drugs, painkillers, in case I OD. But you could literally walk into a mum and pup, a health shop, and buy this, and people didn't think it was a steroid. It is a steroid, and that's how we're going to talk about it today. That's how we're going to describe it. That's how we're going to talk about it in terms of dosing, effectiveness, whether you need an AI or so on. Back to you, Mr. Yeah, and just, just to make a note, even in countries where anabolic steroid, you know, have very liberal laws, you know, like let's say Colombia, for example, or Dominican Republic, these are places that lots of Americans travel to all the time, you know, just for a cheap, you know, getaway. You can stay at a four or five star resort for 200 bucks a night, free food, free drinks, enjoy the beach, whatever. And, um, you know, visiting these countries, you know, I was under the impression that, wow, you, everybody's walking around jacked because, you know, steroids are completely legal. Um, you can walk into any, any supermarket or drugstore and just buy steroids right off the shelf. Well, it's not the case. Even in those countries, if you want anabolic steroids, you have to still go to a doctor or you have to go to a pharmacy and have a very, very willing pharmacist give yes. you sell you these steroids and the thing is they're not going to sell you enough for a 12-week cycle of tons of gear they're going to sell you just enough to where it would have a therapeutic purpose and the second thing is they're only going to have two or three options for you they're not going to have a whole uh a place a whole store with 20 different steroids to pick from basically you've got you know, maybe two or three steroids that they sell. They might sell one oral and a couple injectables or a couple orals and one and testosterone. And you're only going to get enough for a therapeutic dosage. So you're going to get enough testosterone to run hundred milligrams a week. He's not going to give you enough to run a thousand milligrams a week of testosterone. So, and he can turn you down. He can say, no, I'm not selling to you. You're a bodybuilder and you want to use this to, you, you know, to, you know, for the gym, you don't need this. And I'm not going to sell it to you or I'm not having a good day. I don't want to sell it to you or you're some stupid American, you know, get out of here. I don't want you in my pharmacy. That's how it works. So it's not like you walk into any pharmacy in these countries and walk out with a whole bag of, of steroids. And the same goes in Mexico, you know, and stuff. And I've seen actually at these tourist resorts, um, you know, these little shops, I see them sell the dig pills um, just but again, you can only buy like a couple dick pills. They're not going to let you buy the entire 
uh, uh, you know, the entire uh, supply of dig pills for you to take back home and sell to your buddies. So they're only going to sell you, you know, one or two dig pills to use for for your trip. So let, let, let yeah. me jump in. I just, just want to be clear on that in case for people. So really, what I think what the 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 pro hormone ban did was it kind of made things more black and white, so it wasn't so confusing yeah. and in gray yeah. area. So. Um, so talk about that a little bit and we'll get, we'll, we'll talk more about super drug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let me use the, the, Steve just referred to the dick bills, the ED stuff. So there's a couple of, uh, big name pharmacy brands in this country that have online. One is Lloyd's and the other one I think is Boots and I can go online and I'm supposed to be able to speak to a doctor and I fill out a, uh, online, uh, Q and a, uh, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you need blood pressure issues and so on and so forth? And like Steve says, the most they'll sell me is eight at a time for way more than the black market gray market price way more i mean like four pills is 10 pounds uh, eight pills would be like 15 16 17 and 18 pounds it ain't cheap steve and uh, you've got to jump with your soup so it's not easy that i i have old issues on muscle media here and i think john romano when he was writing around that time prior um muscular development and early issues of um uh, muscle media with Bill Phillips and they did the whole pharmacia thing that Steve's referring to you go to South of the border walk in and they couldn't do what Steve said they could they had to go to multiple pharmacia they had to go to multiple what we call chemists in this country pharmacies in America uh, in in Mexico South of the border they couldn't even go to the first taxi they had to drive it you know for half an hour 15 you know 15 20 miles in to Mexico and then go to the town and then we'd have to go to one or two places that were recommended I think they did one trip in one article when they came back with a bag full of uh, product. And even then, you had to get it across the border. You were still having issues at customs. So the, the idea that you could do these things in a certain particular, it lasted five fucking minutes. As soon as every motherfucker was doing it, as soon as it, yeah. the, the only way that it was worth doing was you went across, found this one pharmacy that gave you enough and injected it there. And then if you lived in Texas, if you lived over the border, fine. Go once a week, give yourself a TRC dose. But otherwise, you were smuggling and you had all the problems with that, which is a whole other issue, tax avoidance and everything else. So that was kind of fucked up. So, yeah. And the other so, thing so I'm the reason, about- you know, the reason we're talking about this is Superdroll messed so many people up. When it was, when you had, yes. you know, things like B-Stroll and other yes. designer steroids that were Superdroll, it caused hypogonadism with a lot of guys. Because they didn't think of it as a steroid. They needed to think of it as a steroid. this. John this and a lot and a lot of issues like that so we've seen that and that kind of transition us mobster i don't mean to interrupt you but we really need to focus on super droll here and that leads us to super droll the side effects are tremendous on super droll when you use super droll you're gonna notice you feel like shit on it and the reason why you feel like shit on it it's really really simple is because it's literally killing you on the inside it's destroying your heart health, your kidney health, your liver health, your uh, all your organs, your brain health. It's just destroying yourself on the inside. So this is a very, very toxic steroid. I've used it um, two or three times myself. And look, would I use Superdrol again? Probably not. I don't see myself doing it. But the fact that this stuff was legal, you could just buy it. Any a 16, 17-year-old yes. could have bought this online. That's what yes. we're trying to explain. That's how it was. And a lot of people were getting their hands on this stuff and they weren't aware of how toxic this stuff was. 
But this stuff basically will kill you on the inside. And you can get blood work done before and after on Superdroll, and the the it's a night and day change of what the stuff. Let me jump in for one second here, Steve. I'm just going to so listen, listeners. We do shows on trend. We know how popular trend is. So if you, if Steve and I did a show and we said, "Oh, trend is safe. You can run it at any dose," you know that we're talking out of our asses. And this is the analogy that I'm referring to. The issue here isn't whether or not it's a story. It is. The issue was quite simply, that people thought because it was over the counter, because it was designer, because it was the pro hormone, whatever they thought it was, that it was somehow safe, not liver toxic, not arguably a problem drug, the same way that we would absolutely argue that Trenis, for example. And the truth of the matter is, it is all the things that we've said. It's, so you can be used and it can arguably be used safely if you follow the guidance that we're about to give you in terms of dosing, in terms of being aware of the toxicity in terms of treating it with respect. The issue, like I said, was that that wasn't the case. And if, if you had your mum's and dad's credit card, if you had an allowance, if they took cash, you could go to that shop, you could buy it, and you'd come back. And then because you had some access to the internet in those days when it was available, through the magazines as well, it was being talked about. And people, ah, if I double the dose, I'd be, no, 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 no. We know because we saw people going to the ER, we know that they went to the A&E with jaundice in the eyes, issues with the skin, liver values that were all over the place. They wasn't taking uh, N2 guard. They wasn't using organ protectors because I brought it in mum and pup shop. No. So the truth of the matter is that it's steroid that you treat with respect. And that's how we're going to describe it today, Steve. So one of the things you want to make sure when you're using Superdrol, one of the things I noticed is 10 milligrams, even five milligrams makes a big difference. So if you're running at 20 milligrams a day, it's going to build up in your system. It's going to make, it's going to have a domino effect, a side effect. So if you decide, yeah, I'm going to up it to 30 milligrams, that's a big difference. 20 milligrams or 30 milligrams is a huge change. It's not like using Anavar. It's not like using T-Bolt. There's going to be a huge change in your side effects by just increasing it. I've run it as high as 40 milligrams. I'll tell you, on 40 milligrams, I felt like I was dying on this stuff but let me tell you something you know the gains and the speed of the gains on this stuff is incredible when it comes to strength i was literally yes. stuck at a plateau for months and months and months i could not get over this plateau i took super droll and it literally took me like three or four days to smash through my personal record and strength smash and an interesting thing about this, about Superdrol, is it won't add a lot of body weight to your frame. It doesn't aromatize into estrogen the way it's structured. So you're not going to add a lot of body weight, but your strength mysteriously goes up. It really is mind-boggling how something like this is even possible. And I have a lot of respect for Superdrol, and you should too. So it's very important to respect this steroid and not abuse it. Because if you abuse Superdrol, You'll end up with major problems. I can't go. I couldn't go longer than three weeks on this stuff. Like literally the first few days, you're okay. Then the side effects start, dom start domino effect. You feel like shit. It's hard to sleep on it. You've got no energy during the day. You've got no appetite. You're just, your body is toxic on it. And you can get your blood work done and look at, at, at what's happening. Your blood pressure is crazy. Your cholesterol levels are way out of whack. 
your AST and your ALT, oh my gosh, it's off the charts. So look, at the end of the day, when it comes to Superdole, the side effects are nasty. And I'm shocked they even took them this that long to finally get this stuff away from the over-the-counter market. Um, because yeah. look, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of teenagers, a lot of 20-somethings completely trashed their liver. We got pictures of guys posting, yeah, I bought this with a credit card online. They post a picture of a super droll clone that they bought online. Yeah. And then they post pictures of their eyes and their eyes are yellow. That's yeah. how bad their liver got trashed on this stuff. So with this stuff, I would dose it, Mobster. I would start at 20 milligrams. And I would maybe on certain days where you really want to go strong, you can do an extra 10 milligrams before your workout, maybe a couple hours before your workout just to get a little little boost. But I would not go any higher, and I would not exceed three weeks, maybe three and a half weeks tops. But if you start going four weeks, five weeks, the toxicity is going to be a problem. And I could see you really, really doing a lot of damage to your body. Um, and again, like I said, the reason you have no appetite on this stuff, the reason you feel like shit on this stuff, you have no energy, you're fatigued on this stuff, is because you are literally killing yourself from the inside out on this stuff. It's that toxic in the body. So please be careful when you're using Superdrol. And as Mobster tried to allude to earlier, you know, very, very important. Let me, let me kind of uh, review what he was talking about. Just because it was available over the counter, you can go online and buy it with a credit card or viable in a, vi in a vitamin shop or something, doesn't make yep. it safe. And that was a misconception. In fact, it's mo more toxic and more dangerous then a lot of the steroids that were banned, you know, yes. and, and, and that's the ironic thing. So it's a huge misconception. So you really have to be careful with this stuff and respect it. And I would use like 50% more of your support supplement, liver support, than, than, than what is recommended when you're using this stuff. And that will give you the best chance and drink a ton of water on this stuff. Yeah. If you don't drink enough water on this stuff, you could literally cause you know major major backup in the body where you're not getting rid of the crap in your body and don't force feed yourself on this stuff there's a reason your body doesn't want food when you're on super droll it's so toxic in the body if you throw a lot of food at your body especially unhealthy food you're just going to stress your body out more so those are some of my best tips i can give you guys when it comes to using super droll go ahead mobster yeah, so I'm thinking of something we talked about when we were talking about Halo testing shortly, a little while ago, Steve, and I and I described Halo thus, and I'm going to describe Superdrol much in the same way, uh, especially when we're talking about dry gains. Uh, when it comes to Superdrol and Halo and a couple of others, trend included, right, the more effective slash potent that certain performance-enhancing drugs are, steroids specifically today, the, the greater the chance of toxicity, the greater the chance of side effects. So, and I, I use this analogy in other shows, Steve, but I said, if I took a pill or an injection and within two weeks, 20 pounds, three weeks, 30 pounds, four weeks, 40 pounds, that would be, uh, as, a, as a marketing thing, would be, at, oh, my, that's fucking 10 pounds a week, Steve. I'm blowing up like a motherfucker. That shit would sell. But the reality of this situation is that anything that works that well, is that powerful, is going to be hard on the body. You're literally adding the equivalent of half a bag of shopping to your body. 
every fucking week and you're not giving your body a chance to adapt to it and the sheer volume of protein that's being processed and the muscle tissue and the anabolism that's being created in the body means that your body's working hard. It's like putting your foot down in a car and revving that fucker when you're sitting at the traffic lights, when you're in the supermarket car park, when you're going to the mall, when you're going to the cinema, the, the engine's constantly being revved. And of course, it's redlining all the time. So if it's run up against the limiter or very close to it, so all the oils and everything in your body is like on your cars working double hard just to fucking keep this car on the road. Same thing with your body. Anything that's super powerful, super potent, is revving the fuck out of your engine. It's freaking in your blood. It's making your heart work harder. Your blood pressure's through the ceiling. But boom, I look good. Boom, I'm more muscular. Boom, I put on five, ten pounds this week. Super draw is right up there. You're not going to add, unfortunately, pounds and pounds of muscle tissue. But what the gains you are going to be dry, hard, muscular gains. The issue, again... Once we understand, as we've explained in the show already, that it is a steroid and it does what it does, is that the dosage shouldn't be fucking stupid. It should be 30 milligrams, 20 milligrams. It should be the beginning of the stack. It shouldn't be for weeks and weeks and weeks. And that it will help with your gains. It will keep you with muscle on your body, et cetera, et cetera. But doubling up to 60, going to 80, going to 100, pointless. Pointless. And like Steve said, let me just throw this back on, on in the podcast, Steve. Again, I'm thinking of early issues of muscle media. I'm thinking specifically of uh, video clips and stuff that came on the forums back in the day. And we're talking about uh, the late 90s in this particular example, where we started to see people that had, had issues with uh, contaminated steroids or poor injection technique or whatever, and they'd had to go to ER and have an abscess cut out. And we saw those pictures. Now, you haven't seen that kind of stuff for a long time because it doesn't occur anymore. And information like these shows is the reasons for that. Same thing that Steve said. We saw people that were taking Superdrol clones and companies was even faking supplements that made sounded like they were steroids when they wasn't. The combination of amino acids as well, because as they said, just because of the reputation that that particular name by association had had, including Beastrol, Superdrol and so on and so forth. So what happened was we saw exactly what Steve said. We saw guys that had had to go to ER, to A&E in this country with jaundice, with their eyes yellow, that their body was so goddamn toxic. Their skin was in shit condition, oily as fuck. Uh, the hair was falling out in some examples. Uh, I brought it from mum and pup. This is the reason why I thought I'd be fine. Uh, it was fucked up, Steve. It was fucked up. And, and, and these guys, you know, the liver values were all over the place. Now, fortunately, specifically in terms of the liver toxicity and whatever else, the majority of cases medically treated, get off the fucking problem, drop the drug straight away. The majority of times, and again, they were young enough, they recovered. But it wasn't the case for every single example. There was enough horror stories out there. And that's within our community, Steve, where we know that doctors talk shit. Doctors are referring to information quite often when it comes to steroids to 50, 60 years old. Oh, they were for, for the longest time they were saying steroids did nothing. We, we knew goddamn well that they did. So we ignored doctors. We said, I mean, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They can't study it for ethical and moral reasons at what we would call performance enhancement levels. And so what the fuck they don't know about using 500 milligrams a week of testosterone, they haven't got a clue. So I'm not going to listen to the doctor that says it's going to do this, this, and this while he's sitting there sminking. Smoking a cigar, drinking his whiskey, and I've seen him. I've been down the club with him. I've been down. I've been to the bar with my doctor. I know who he is. As often as not, I'm thinking back in the day in this country, Steve, the doctor would see you in the pub 
my dad had that time with prescriptions given to you in the pub. But you're standing at the bar having a cigarette, smoking and drinking and getting a prescription. That's bullshit. So we ignore the doctors. But the reality of the situation is when it came to Super Droll, you shouldn't have ignored the doctors. We had examples within our community of people that had gone to mum and pup shop, brought this product and realised it was fucking them up. And they were showing us that it was fucking them up. They were showing us their lab tests. They were showing us photographs of the journalists. We could see where there'd been issues. We could see that they'd had to go and get treatment. So we knew that it was a problem. That said, when it's run at the dosages that we talked about for the periods of time that we've discussed already, there is a role to play for Superdrol. And it has a lot of fans now, Steve, because we have information like these shows and it's out there and it's available. And because like these shows and Steve's being ourselves, putting out what we hope is useful information for you, you can use it at the dosages that we suggested for the periods of time we suggested and an effective way. What we don't want you doing is running at crazy dosages for longer periods of time. And then like Steve said, especially when it comes to Superdrol and especially hepatoxic um, steroids of any description, including Superdrol, plenty of green veggies, plenty of fruits, lots of hydration, like Steve said, and definitely an organ protector product that's going to make sure that you, when you are running the harsher steroids, as effective as they are, you're protecting your body as you poss best you possibly can. Any other thoughts, Steve? Yeah, Superdrol is just an amazing steroid. And if you're at that stage where you're at the exper experimental stage of your journey, it's worth trying. Um, one of the interesting things, as I mentioned earlier, that is mind-boggling is how you're able to gain 10, 15, even some users gain 20 pounds on this stuff in just four or five weeks. It's And, and it's not water weight. So what is it? It's just it's just mind-boggling what the stuff is capable of. I think I put on probably five or ten pounds, mobster, on this stuff, and I gain wow. an insane amount of strength. Mm. And it's not water weight. Of course, when you come off, you're gonna lose a lot of that strength because it's so fast. So it's fast gains, and it's just really, really an amazing oral steroid. And it's definitely not one should, that should have never ever been over the counter where people actually no, thought it was no, like a supplement. No. So, so, um, you know, we're, we're basically, you know, we were talking about some of these steroids for 2024 and a lot of them have kind of fallen out of favor. And I think super is one of those that might Stay be it is, yeah. Yeah. still popular. Yep. Still popular. Uh, even yeah. to this day. So yeah, give it a shot. If you want to experiment with, with something and, and see how you react to it. And look, at the end of the day, there's no rule to this. If you use it for a week, you use it for two weeks, and you're like, man, I really don't like how I feel on this stuff, then just stop using yep. it. It's that simple. Yeah, yep. There's no rule where I have to be like, oh, I have to run it for four weeks. I have to run it for five weeks. No. I mean, you know, it's it's there's nothing wrong with changing course. So, Mobster, finish off and take us to the disclaimer. Great show. Absolutely there, Steve. So half five of eight to nine hours. Those it the way that we talked about it. Cycle up, we talked about it. Treat it with respect. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of popularity, Steve, I'm going to say top 15 all the time, and surprisingly so. If you come on the forums and do a search listeners, you can see that people are still discussing Superdrive almost on a weekly, if not a fortnightly basis, and it never seems to have sort of, uh, gone up and down in terms of that level. So even though perhaps how it was presented to the market and was available was a bad way in terms of actual sort of effectiveness as a drug, 
uh, for steroidal use, for uh, performance enhancement purposes. It works. It does what it says on the tin. You just need to, need to think of it in a respectful way and make sure that you engage in terms of organ protection, hydration, and not overdosing in terms of uh, doubling up and tripling up, not running it longer than you need to, shorter the better in this particular regards, and especially perhaps as performance of a stack along with other steroids. For example, combining it with something like Dynabol, whatever else in terms of wet versus dry and so on and so forth. So keep that in mind. Please come on the forums. Let us know what you think. Have you used Superdrol? What did it do for you? Did you have issues with it? What do you think about the whole design of steroids slash pro-hormone issue back in the day? Do you remember some of the stuff that we've talked about? We want to hear your thoughts and, and comments. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.